this album. <laughs> Welcome, you are listening to the Uncaged Podcast. We are attempting to watch and dissect every single Nick Cage movie. Uh, I am here with my two wonderful co-hosts. I'm here with Beth Cummings. Hello, Beth. Hello, hello. How you doing? Oh, never better. Never better? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is our second episode of the day. So, you know, we got a couple of drinks in us. We're feeling a little bit spicy. We had a, uh, our, our first episode, went, I, I feel, went great. I think it went uh, great. Yeah, yeah, it went great. Uh, and so we kind of got over our little our apprehensions and we we're feeling a little bit more uh, conversive. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also here with Devin Bates, Pleasure wonderful co-host. Pleasure to be here, Craig. <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%. I think the moment we got rinsed, this became a lot easier. <laughs> uh, honor and a privilege. So there we go. That's what I'm saying. It's wonderful. Not only did we get drunker, yeah. we became closer as friends. Yeah. Guys, yeah. we went from like first day of freshman high school to like like senior party in about like an hour and a half. Like we've, we're, we're there now. We're there now. Oh, 100%. Oh, we've made yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so today, episode two, we are discussing the Nicolas Cage movie, Valley Girl, 1983. And this is a classic high school love rom-com. No, it's not a rom-com. It's not a com, but it's, it's a, all it's, about the rom, you It know? is about the rom. Yeah, it's, it's about, about the rom. Wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. Rom side forbidden, of the tracks? Forbidden love. Oh. Maybe, maybe the right. I don't oh. know. <laughs> but it was, it was. This was this was all about the forbidden fruit. Mm. I want to taste it. It was. Yeah, it was. Um, right. So, uh, so this, essentially, uh, we did the first uh, episode where we combined uh, Rumblefish and Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mm-hmm. um, both in um, which movies uh, Nick was barely a cam- cameo, blinking you'd miss it. Wasn't really a part of it. Uh, he wasn't even credited in his full name. Right. Uh, and so now we are getting into the meat. We're getting into the meat of oh, the... the uh, meat and the berries. We, it's we, worth the squeeze. We are now starting our journey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are, the berries are worth the squeeze. <laughs> we are now yeah. doing it. This is his this is official first starring role. Yes. Mm. It was in Valley Girl. Yep. yep. Under yep. his new name. Nicholas his real Cage. breakout role. No. It, truthfully, it was. Yeah. Yes. Do you, do you know anything about like uh, Devin? Like you're the you're the de facto expert here. Yeah. Do you know anything about the reaction of this movie when Nicolas Cage was received? Like, do you know anybody that's critical success in this movie? Nicholas was this like did this go into the radar or was this like mentioned? No, this this was. And this is uh, Beth had actually uh, confirmed this with me. This movie was made for about three hundred fifty thousand dollars in the early eighties, which was shoestring. But a shoestring is a budget as you could get. And I believe it grossed upwards of 15 million, did you say? Upwards of 17 million. Upwards of 17 million. So that's a huge return on a film like this. And that helps everybody who's in it um, continue their careers. But uh, for Nick Cage, this was a big one because it was his starring vehicle. And when you pitch the guy you want to put into a movie and you say, hey, we had a film that cost us $350,000 and it was on a ghetto, low, low, low budge. And it made 17 million chickens. Top, <laughs> top down, let's fuck. That's, that's it. That's it. That's and you kind of get a little, bit of, a little bit of leeway. And that, this, was his, this was his first one. And I, I'd like to start this by saying, too, this originally, this film, was a, this was a script that was kind of handed around. And um, they knew that they wanted to make it into a movie, whatever production company or the director at the time. Um, and it was originally a Judd Nelson vehicle from uh, Breakfast Club. He ended up passing, and uh, this is a big point to make with 
Valley Girl is Nick Cage was he was not known to the director as Francis Ford Coppola's uh, nephew, but he did come and read for the part. He didn't get it. And when they passed on Judge, she was like, this is a thing they used to do in the 80s too, which I actually love is they would not uh, base who they were casting so much so on looks as they looked for a different, like an everyman type thing. And that's how she looked at uh, Nicolas Cage's uh, photo, like his... Um, his dreamy dream. What, 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 what do you call it? The, uh, his screen, Je ne sais quoi. screenshot is his nose. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> Whatever his his casting his photo, mojo? and she said, "Get me this guy." And his he hot, read hot chest hair, and he read, oh. which was completely wax in this movie. Holy okay, shit. Okay, yeah, I well, do we'll touch on that. Later. I have something later. very important. Pause, 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 pause. I've got a lot of notes. I got a lot of notes on his chest hair. This is how Nick Nick came in and read, and he got this film. And um, this was a guy who was actually from Hollywood. He was, uh, as we've known, we love him for being a punk rock guy, but I, I think he actually was a little bit more closer to this culture. And um, in a way, was kind of playing himself. But he was never supposed to be here. And this was a big part of, I think, why the movie was successful. Is you get a lot of dudes paying to see a movie about how an average dude um, scores a hot chick. You know? And that's kind of what they went for. And he became, like we had spoken about earlier, this, you know, B-level good looking that was you know, relatable to everyone. Average. Well, let's get this out of the right. way. Beth, uh, as the judge in the group. Yeah. It's female in the group. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll put my own rating out there. I don't know if it <laughs> holds any grit. Out of 10, Nick Cage in this movie. Oh. How hot? How hot? How, hot? I, well, how was he, 19? 19 year old Nick Cage? Um, he is actually, so in this movie, we're doing a plus minus on his overall age. He's actually a plus one in this movie. He's playing a 18 year old and he's 19 in this movie. He is a plus one. Okay. Okay, so I think hotness is definitely a scale of preference. Do I want a 10 out of 10? Absolutely not. That comes with a whole schwack of issues. <laughs> what I want is slightly above average, and I don't mean no. a five. I'm talking like a seven and a half or an eight. No. That is the hot scale. That is a 10 for me for some people. So I'm going to give him a full eight and a half. Eight and a half? To, yeah. yeah, to like... You know what? No, eight and a half tops. And I mean that in the best way possible. Nick, I hope you're listening. Uh, <laughs> two things, not to be uh, so judgmental, but there's two things of note. The first, comically, the chest hair. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It is waxed into a pretty much like a Batman symbol. And then just like the, the lapels of his shirt I just have it a looks full wax like, like a, It looks like a golden <laughs> eagle that should be painted on top of, on the hood of a Camaro. That is the first thing that I noticed. And I will that's where you get your point five in the eight. I, I am sorry. It is wonderful. None of this treasure trail ninety shit that we've been seeing. But my and God. He had a good bod. He had a good bod. He, I was in shape. He's in fit. He's like in, during fit. the beach he's scene. Fit. He is. He clearly fit. grew up in Malibu. But like you <laughs> also see his been on the beach. He's been swimming. Yeah. Like you see in the beach scene too. Just like they're. I think they try to hide it. I'm just like how fucking waxed he is. And he, like, like you can see it like in the wardrobe choices in the movie. You can see like the. Doesn't the, wear a like short the, sleeve shirt. Yeah. Like the three buttons down. 
Batman yeah. wings on the chest. This was part of my no so because I was like, is it because he's so young, because he's so young, like I'm like, is this the way that his chest hair grew no. in? Because it's sometimes different for everybody. Yeah. I'm like, did it grow in like they, a, like the golden eagle on a Camaro or like that? Uh, what's that Steve or Steven Stallone movie where they where they do the Sylvester Stallone? Sil- Sylvester Stallone, yes. Where they do Steven Steven Stallone where they you know have the uh the arm wrestles over the top over the top and you know get it's a cinematic dream um (laughs) where they you know where they get like the golden eagle at the end he puts it on top of his rig which is also like that's what i was thinking i painted on a camaro when i saw him in his first scene everything was gold and lit up Except for his teeth, but like you know what? No, he's real though. The teeth make him real. The teeth make him real, but like you know what? That, I, that is something about that time too. Is everyone had real teeth? I'm definitely down. People with who that. have money have good teeth. People that, who do not have not. Good teeth. That brings me money. to my second point: is that uh, <laughs> other than the chest hair, after this movie, he got his teeth fixed. Uh, he sure did. He did. So this is the last movie when yeah. you see Nicolas Cage's real teeth, exactly. or like his uh, his teeth at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like to point out real quick, though, as you talk about him getting waxed, I have t- two points here. There is when they're at a, a house party scene in the film, mm. mm-hmm. uh, one of the girls does go, oh, my God, do you see the hair on that guy's back? He looks 45 years old. So I believe that is, for the time, having body hair for a man, I think, made you seem much older than you were. I remember going to the pool. So they shaved that. Also, I want to shout out my positively. No, right. So I'd like to shout out my friend Dave too. And we viewed this film together and he's loved it forever. He's a dear, dear, dear friend of mine. And he said, Hey, when you go on your podcast, you should say that his hair kind of resembled an S like a Superman logo for a film that he never got to do, but always wanted. And he's like, you should riff off that. (laughs) Because that's kind of a good talking point. Like it wasn't like a product. It wasn't like a producer's note, but just like Nick Cage was like, "I didn't get the Superman role." Christopher Reeves. Well, he wanted out, it, but well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear this years, on my it chest. Was, it was it was <laughs> years later. Yes. It was years later. He wanted it. Right. right. An S or like po- a post Christopher Reeves era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was so it was kind of a joke that way. But yeah, he was he was definitely I would definitely wax. Not sh- he wasn't shorn. Yeah. He was waxed. But there yeah. was like no nipple hair only south of the border, and that must have hurt. <laughs> What, what, what? But he was so but young. Hey, like, who's that, to say that he had hair below you know his what, nipple? Beth, do you want to be in Valley Girl or not? You know what? <laughs> so, I only what recently happened. started getting nipple hair, so I can't really understand. <laughs> <Hey>, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time's no a wheel. Comment, <laughs> no comment. Move on. Time is a wheel. <laughs> We're all aging gracefully. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. not getting an award. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, so let's get into the full plot of Valley Girl. Yeah, this is very Please. similar to what uh, the other two movies that he'd been in, but now it's his feature role. Yeah, uh, I feel like this movie has a lot more substance than the other ones do. Huge, hugely. Like, he, he, he actually has a role. He has substance as a character in general. This movie like like does the, the classic dichotomy of wrong side of the tracks, homecoming queen, that kind yeah. of like dichotomy of just He's like I don't belong compass. here, but I deserve to be. Yeah. yeah, his yeah. sense of integrity is right and true. 
Also, his sense of self-destructiveness and his vulnerability. Okay, that was that one when time. When he can't, when he can't, but you know, but it's a, when you put yourself out there and yeah. you're not able to get what you want, but it's, that's life. You put yourself yeah. out there and that's what it takes and we've all had to do it. But when it doesn't work out for you, sometimes, you yeah. know, you don't treat yourself that well and that's, they, you know, they show that in Randy, the well. Randy, you treated your woman like a queen. Fuck that hoe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He did. He did. I don't think that Julie... Uh, is the proper protagonist in this movie? I um, don't either. She like she is. She's obviously twenty seven years old. No, 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 no. Same <laughs> age. They're the same age. No truth. Really? Yeah. Well, like real life. I actually don't know. No, in I, real, I, life, in real yeah, life. In real life. Yeah. Real life. Yeah. Oh, right. sorry. Yeah, they're both, sorry, they're both really, teenagers. Sorry, they actually really. fell in love. They actually got. Um, they no, dated. They tried to, and when they when oh. they got together, as not uh, as like um, I forget her real name, but they got together as their real people. They spent. One day together, and they were like, oh. we were in love as characters. Not yeah, as I, I tried to challenge the encyclopedia. Didn't work out. You, uh, <laughs> oh, Deb, Deborah Foreman. Deborah, Deborah Foreman, Foreman, yeah, who is, yeah. yeah, I think just started some slasher flicks, and yeah. that was about it for her. Yeah. So, like, I, I understand, like, where they center this movie for Julie, um, culturally. Like, this, like, the movie should be about Julie, but Nick Cage steals this movie. Absolutely. Like, she, he Hugely. definitely steals this movie. And like and not even like like a crazy way, just like she's so inept and she's so morally deficient. Mm-hmm. Um, like she fucks Nick Cage over. And then at the end, like even the fact that he takes her back at the end, like not to jump towards the end, yeah. like um I just this movie's about like this movie should be about Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. I think it's about her challenging her own boundaries too. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, there, that is a pretty big point where, yeah. where she's, I mean, and that's kind of like the, the funny part of that whole scene in the valley with the cadence they had in their voices and, you know, what they did. And it was a very affluent part of the world is, you know, everything they did was kind of right. And what they accepted, they show a lot too. I mean, you see one of her friends, um, essentially gets date raped by a dude that was later on in Breaking Bad. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. He was the white Todd's dad. The white supremacist in Breaking Bad. Oh no, right. shit! Yeah, yeah, that was Tommy. Um, right. But they, they show it's always about these boundaries. I think they show that from a female perspective. It's a lot about what boundaries were like then, and it's very submissive for a lot of the females there. Like within her friend group, they're just like, no, like this is what you have to do. Like he's like instance, totally hot. Yeah, he's but it, bitching. What yeah, do you but mean? It's, but it's or it's like, hey, that mm. doesn't go along with what gives us. Um, credibility, but there's, I mean, one of the, one of her friends' mom is trying to bang one of the other students and she ends up sneaking in there instead. Mrs. Robinson? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I have a, totally. I think I Well, there's also thing. a huge graduate um, Sorry, that's what I meant. Theme uh, to I, this. I'm talking about the song from the Statutory graduate. Statutory gotcha, gotcha. side story. I oh, had yeah. that in there. 100%. This, this movie, um, while being like a little bit more substantive than like Ridgemont, and not to like keep yeah. going back to like for, uh, other episodes, um, is as kind of equally horny it's equally as horny, but it's a little bit more real, not realistic, but it's a little bit more, uh, I don't, not I would ref- say refi- realistic. I word? would say realistic. Like they didn't, they didn't like pitter patter around, no. around the fact that like, I mean, teenagers fuck yeah, or they get loaded. It's not they do gross dumb shit or they don't treat yeah. each other well. Like it was realistic. I think you're right. It's I not, know. it's not like obtuse. It's not gross. No, they don't make it gross. Like, they made it like real. A, it's like, well, yeah. it's the same. It's the same thing. I wasn't thing uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. Like when Tommy's got her friend, up in that bed upstairs, and he's like, come on, baby, I've always loved you, like, you know, whatever. And she's just like, no, no, it, it was like a, it was like they were actually having that, like, a, the, like a real conversation where this guy mm-hmm. is telling whatever he can to get what he wants, and she 
kind of I, I feel like is doing what she thinks she has to do for a social standing, and then she, you know shuts it down because of her own volition. And was it know, for stops, a social standing, or is just because like she's a horny teenager and it, really I, like it? it be because both. at the beginning know, like, scene, at the like one of the beginning scenes, she's like she obviously said like you know super she was super into him and just thought he was just like the hottest thing ever. I guess it was a social standing because she was like oh. But I can't did you hear do that. It. Oh, I didn't hear that. And she's like, I can't do it because uh, of because of my friend. Or, or does this whatever, mean that right? we're we're going together now? Uh, anyway, you my know what my, I mean? my point being is when when you're young and you're trying to figure all that stuff out, and there's these different sexual archetypes and um, roles. I think I thought they portrayed that, to be honest, like fairly accurately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What it's like because it hasn't changed that much now. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with you, especially from a from a, like a high school standpoint. I do want to say that this was also a sophomore thing. This wasn't a. Um, well, that's a good point. Right. This was like sophomore year. So if we are going to go back with like age and everything, sophomore. That's grade ten. Yeah. Uh, that's grade ten in the states. It's your age plus five. Yeah, yeah, be great 10. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were not fifteen. Yeah. Um, so I have notes in this movie 17. that um, Tommy is actually thirty-one in real life. Deborah Foreman is twenty-one. Nick Cage is nineteen in this movie, so he's yeah. actually a plus two. So yeah, I get it correct. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Deborah, Deborah, Deborah Foreman is no. definitely not fifteen. No. Um, it's the social besides, event besides, of the season, guys. I guess again, we were talking <laughs> about continuity in our last. Uh, our last episode and this is something i think that throughout these 80s and and nine or early 90s at least movies that we're going to be talking about uh the continuity or at least know that that is going to be in the back pocket of absolutely everything which kind of makes it fun that's fine low risk low reward don't Uh, care don't care it's supposed to be shitty (laughs) (laughs) we're we're watching ballet girl So in the uh, first episode, so in, in in the first episode, in the in the first scene where they walk into the party, he's wearing a leather vest. He's wearing a leather vest and a bandolero. Yeah, yes. no, a bol- and the bolo tie is yeah. his friend. Uh, what's his friend's name again? Uh, it's Tommy, right? No, no, no. Tommy is the the. No, Tommy's the. Uh, the dick Tom, Tommy's the dick guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. No, his. Oh my gosh. Can't remember his name. Whatever, his buddy. I buddy, love it. I love that they're wearing name. matching outfits. Like, they're wearing matching outfits with the black and the I red. That was sweet and his too. friends oh, got yeah. like the colorful hair. But yeah. how he walks in, this is the look that I have not seen in Nick Cage yet. <laughs> and so so he 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 gets to see Julie. He sees Julie and they're like totally you know, looking across across the room at black each eyes. other. And I get to see his bedroom eyes. I don't know. I oh. hope that those aren't his bedroom eyes. But he's like kind of got this like smoldering like, hey, how you doing? Like I just remember being young at a house party and staring at someone and it is electric. Yeah, it is electric. <laughs> it is smitten. It yeah. is all of those things. And I yeah. see it and I get shivers down my fucking back thinking of it. Whoa. I do. I do. Oh, and yeah. I look at Nick Cage Alicia. and I'm like... That's on it. That's on it. <laughs> I was like, I, was like, I love go. it. But he's got this like kind of like interesting like playful, this playful smoldering that's going on. And I I love it. And he's wearing a leather vest. So like yeah. obviously I am DTF with him in this you're, movie. You're Randy on Randy. I am Randied <laughs> by Randy. Yeah. Yes. He's been waiting to do that all night. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Uh, I do love that he walks in there and just doesn't give a fuck. Because I've yeah. been lucky enough to grow up with some people that are like, you know, like you know how it was when you were younger. There's different social circles, and there was some that just go in there and be like, I'm not intimidated by that other social circle. Like I will yeah. go in there and I don't give a fuck. And it's a side. And he's, note. he does say that when they're like, "Hey, you can leave," and they're like, "He's like, you can fucking make me leave." Yeah. Right. And I was yeah, like, right. "Yeah, no, I get that." Yeah. And, and then and he gets beat the fuck down, and he gets goes back up, and he gets back up, and he's like, "Who the fuck's this guy?" Like they go for a drive, and he pulls over the car. He's like, "In Mulholland, right on the top of Mulholland, going yeah. back," and he goes through a bathroom window, and then stays in the shower forever. That was weird. That was that weird. Was that, was weird. that was a weird fucking. That is a bad strategy. at the best time. That was totally an 80s, like, oh, man, he's got to be in here where people are fucking and snorting and sucking and smoking. They Isn't that snorting. hilarious? Like, what, I, I, I watched. Know. I don't know. I assume they were. Like, but it was, it's just another problem that cell phones solved. <laughs> you didn't have to hang out in bathroom <laughs> That's <true>. bathtubs. <laughs> yeah, but this is also did, when times were better because there weren't cell phones. I did I did uh, love that, though. I thought that was... Ooh, that was I, yeah, that's right. for that's for another podcast. Thank you. Um, I did love when Close they get to the top of they get to the top of Mulholland, and he stops and he goes, "You know what?" He's like, "Fuck it." He's like, "Nobody can tell me who I can score with." Yeah, if she's into me, and I'm into her. Then there's nothing wrong with that. Fuck it, we're going back. And he gets yeah. in the driver's seat, goes back, and I was like, "You know what?" I feel that. Good for you. And we start to see cool. when he gets beat up, like well, beat up when he gets punched out. And he gets thrown out of this party. We start to see the mini rage. We start to see the very beginning. And what is this rage? What is this rage? Craig, tell me about this rage. How are are we rating it? Uh, This is an idea that we had for like a later podcast and like what we classically or not classically, but we we, we talk about like the classic Nick Cage Mm -hmm. freakouts. But like you're, you're starting to see his expression. And, yeah. you know, like, like uh, an already in like, which I would describe as movie, movie number one. Yeah. Like, yep. you know, if the first two don't really count, you're starting to see it. You're starting to see this kind of like this wild, explosive, explosive, explosive. Ooh, on the uh, verge. He's like, bubbling. Yeah. He flammable. Is on the edge. Flammable. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, you can kind of see it. And like, it's still, it still is like suppressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one other point, like in that scene when he's in the shower. So. He's in the shower, like, waiting, sitting there, like, just, like, I don't know, like, looking at his knuckles, I suppose. And then like, he pops out of the shower, and then like, she doesn't even react. She's just like, hey. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's I how things waiting. were back then. I, like, who knows? I was no waiting. Way. I, I would have lost know. my goddamn mind. Yeah. You would have thought, like, you thought this, is, this like, is about to be, like, potentially a sexual assault. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> what the fuck is fucking happening? Yeah, no, it, for sure. I definitely yeah. would have thought that. Somebody turn modern English off and help me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a fucking creep. I yeah. definitely would have gotten into a car with him and, after that. And she, she, she straight up goes through, like, she was thrilled. She She's was like, thrilled. what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, she was thrilled by it, though. She's like, oh, my God. Okay, yeah. can, can we talk about, like, the accents and the slang? Oh, totally betcha. Yeah. <laughs> it, like... Mutoid. I think, like, it sounds like this movie, like, 
obviously like again like we are generationally themselves like do not believe that like, you're saying like, like but they're from they're from the maybe valley, maybe that's how the valley spoke that's like, how they there? that's how they spoke I, like, was that real don't even there's know no way that, that was real there's that's no way people actually spoke like that 100 real that is a uh, that is a place in time shut the fuck you know, up so for future for future listeners if any of you <laughs> grew up in the valley at this time i would love you to call in you can find it on our future website yeah or uh you yeah know, the info i'll just post beth's number on Instagram yeah. for future listeners yeah. use your I mind use meld for brain technology purposes. Yeah. not this where I'm not getting paid uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. but no I do I do think that there's a reason why the Valley Girl became a thing, and it wasn't because of the movie The Valley Girl. So it's there privilege. must have been some it's sort of validity behind of how this actually came up. More bakes, more bakes, more bakes. Make it more. <laughs> do it again. Do, do it again, but more bakes. You like totally don't even know. <laughs> yeah, slower I, and yeah. lower. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> but I mean, people have those accents. Don't in, even New York, know. that's how it was. It's kids. It's a, it's a part of time. Like they just pick it. They're like there was a there was a time where like when they make films and they were like it was in New York you had all these guys that talked like in this rough like they were supposed to be like <laughs> at sixteen yeah they'd be like yeah I need meatballs yeah I don't know Tommy should we go do this I don't know if this is good or not like. That was there's yeah, supposed to be like 16. Yeah, but that's like a Brooklyn thing. That, yeah, that, well, that, this was a this was okay, a Valley thing. Okay, okay, so <laughs> that, it's a Valley exactly. thing. We definitely know how Devin feels about this. It's fucking real, Craig. Don't even joke that it's not. Don't even joke. Okay? It's a real thing. <laughs> and today, and thing. today, you know, in today's world, what right. we have is, yes. I, I'm just saying it's. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not denying that those things are real. I'm just saying it's overcooked. Is that they left it in and it's just. It yeah, it's not El Dante. Fried. It is not El Dante. It is. It is just baked to shit, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it, it, it really does seem like it's a bunch of forty-year-old white men yeah. in a room. It's may mama's I, pasta salad. Uh, so, the Valley Girl is a socio-economic, linguistic, <laughs> and youth subcultural oh, stereotype and stock Wikipedia, character. Originating from the 1980s, any materialistic upper middle class young woman associated with unique vocal and California dialect features from the Los Angeles commuter communities of the San Fernando Valley. Valley. Yeah. The term <laughs> later in years became more, li- more broadly applied to any female in the United States who embodied ditziness, airheadedness, or greater interest in conspicuous consumption and intellectual or personal accomplishment. So it was turned into a joke. But it was originally a real thing. Okay, Fraser Crane has obviously told us everything. Fraser Crane, you're gonna <laughs> Fraser Crane me. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought that sorry. was meant to be like a real thing. What is, what is the Fraser Crane? I don't know. Oh. I think I offended him. Explanatory. But I love Fraser yeah. Crane and Niles, oh, his brother. Me, They're brilliant. I know. They have their own yeah. talk show. Hey Beth, uh, could you check your microphone? Check. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now we do that. Ah, I got her. That's a thing. <laughs> get your face. Yeah. But I, I did think, anyway, it's like to get back on track there, I did think it was actually um, kind of cool that they did kind of cherry pick these kids because a bunch of them were not professional actresses or actors. Um, and they were thrown into supporting roles and they didn't have wardrobe for this film. They just like wore their own clothes. So it's like it was part of like a culture that already existed. And like you said, like they they cooked it big time. To get really, you're both right, but it was it was just kind of interesting that they were able to have that kind of foundation. 
I agree with you. And to get really, really back on track, I do want to talk about the fucking spread at that party. Sushi, and yeah. they had peanuts. Peanut sushi peanut butter. That was in my notes. <laughs> yeah. That was in my notes. Sushi peanut butter. I was like, that's not miso. That's not a miso the best dressing. Is when the that guy, is, is when, peanut butter fucking when, dressing. Is when Nick Cage looks, he's like, what is this food? And then he looks at the guy, and the guy <laughs> takes the piece yeah. of sashimi. And he's just like, With oh. peanut sauce all over it, eating. He's like, oh, God. So like, you just see it on his face. Yeah. Like, this is so good. And he's like, this is fucked. He's yeah, like, we yeah, need yeah. to get out of here. <laughs> we need to, and uh, those which are is, my again, type of garbage pizza people. Huge, the dad in that scene, uh, his name is Frederick Forrest. Cock. He, <laughs> sorry? He's the man's a cock. Cock. <laughs> he is, um, do you guys remember Apocalypse Now? As we go back to Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Sure. Um, he was the Louisiana Saucier on the PT boat. No way. He was a, a nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, his name is Frederick Forrest. I uh, barely lost out. He is the dad that is making that peanut butter sushi. Like, fuck you for putting peanut butter that's on a, sushi, that's but a also good that's get. brilliant. That's, a, that's a deep cut. That's bad. a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was funny. That's an Academy Award winner making peanut butter sushi. In my notes. Which I mean, like, I feel like you could find anywhere in the city at this point. <laughs> also, like, the cast that are playing the moms, I feel well, like are obviously the same age as the daughters. They were pretty close. Oh, like, the, for for uh, Julie's mom, and then she comes home late that one night. She step comes mom. home late. Step, step mom. mom. No, no, Julie. Julie, that's her mom. Oh, it was Julie, stepdad. Yeah, yeah. It was a stepdad. No, no, no. That's her real dad. For oh, mom and for for Julie, her mom and dad are the same. They own the health food store, but her, her oh, friend. Oh, sorry. I was thinking friend, it was the was friend. Sorry. The friend that was throwing the party. Yeah. yeah. Who obviously had that like little statutory thing with that that young boy. Um, well, that I they mean, were the same. They were in. They were definitely the same age. She comes home and and her mom's like doing the splits at the front door with well, a crotch wide open. I was like, "What are you doing, homely?" I was laughing. I was that's dying. Colleen, Colleen Camp. Colleen Camp has Do had tell. an enormous career as like a comedian. She is hilarious. She well, was. She was, she was the. That. She was the maid in Clue. In the Clue movie, she has been in. She's still she's still in film to this day, but she was a comedian. But you are one hundred percent right. Yeah, or comedian. I don't edit this out. <laughs> I just. Twenty twenty one, bro. Come on. No, but she. Yeah, she's just. She's. She was hugely, hugely popular, and that was kind of like a little, one of those things in the film that was like a good get. She's got to be twenty one in that film. Though. Oh, I would like, say that's maybe twenty three. Like, but that's and like the guy that played her husband was in his forties. Oh, for sure. Like he seemed like he was like a young dad. That I did love when he was looking store. for the camera and smoking weed. That was funny. Oh my god! And she's like, <laughs> "I'll have a little bit of what you're smoking. Anything, anything yeah. left? Ooh, dad." But it, it was kind of <laughs> cool because that's what they were showing. Because that's what it was like. It was this progressive, super liberal part of California, which that's why I people liked. ask it the way they were. And they were, and she was. There's a point where she comes home. She's like, "I'm never even going to be in trouble." She's like, "I can walk in. I want. The, I want to be in trouble." And they're just going to be like, "Hey, like this hippie-ish, you know, kind of." There's definitely part of that movie where, like, where uh, her her parents run a health food, or like organic yeah. store, which is a diner counter. And yeah. they're smoking cigarettes while they're serving like organic food. Yeah. And like yeah, they're, it's and the it, 80s. cigarettes were healthy forty years. Yeah, so were the nineties. <laughs> I've been watching ER religiously. And oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they all go outside. They smoke cigarettes in the hospital. In, yeah, yeah, in it's the like, hospital. Oh, dude, like, like, like Law and Order. I mean, like, like nineties. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like, oh. hey, like, so the guy's got stab wounds. Like, <laughs> again, Juliana Margulies. I know you're listening because yeah. we obviously are best friends. No, how um, could you not? 
You're the best. I just want you to know that. Um, I'm an Nixon supporting Nixon there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, when they're, they're talking about, like, the health food store, um, it, they're, like, the... <laughs> it's, like... <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> um, so they run like an organic health food store and like the implication it's kind of like the unsaid word kind of in a way just like it's like they're they're just trying to say like they're trying to like feminize organic food they're trying to like this like, is before like organic food was like a thing totally and like like they're treating like her parents um also uh one of the i think it's like actually progressive her yeah, it's like the, there's so much like slander and like kind of like. love the NDP. Well, it was like this is a reason why <laughs> like she's the way that she is. Cause remember his sandal breaks? And she's like, oh, did you get that for the Million Man March? Or is that the one from Woodstock? Woodstock. He's like, I don't remember. So oh my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> so it's obviously like, it's from the March. And, that, and that, it's almost like they're excusing her own yeah. like obliviousness is because yeah. her parents are so oblivious, yeah. right? Like, She's allowed to be aloof because her parents are out. Well, also, she's like, her parents are like creating this world for her to come into herself as a human being, for her to make her own choices as a human being, which I think is great because it gets rid of the whole like helicopter parent thing, which I'm, are any of us parents in this room? What? I'm a dog parent, definitely helicopter. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, (laughs) I think like if we had a talk, you don't have a baby human. If we had a computer algorithm that would uh, sort through our statistics out of all the people in this room that are currently engaging in the Nick Cage podcast, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the computer algorithm is like, no. Because you, you, you obviously you, have better you, things you to do with children. your time, yeah. no. except for listening to this podcast. This is what you do when you don't have children. This is yeah. what you do. No, I, uh, I did love to when Randy comes in hot to the health food store and she just literally, she's like, hey, Randy. And he's like, can we go? And she's like, yeah, I can do whatever I want here. I make my own hours, and they just leave. Yeah. And their parents are like, "See ya." So I was like, "Is are we lampooning Californian like San Fernando Valley culture at this point?" Because I think we kind of are. Um, full full disclosure, everybody here, we've all done years and years of hospitality service. Yeah, all of us. We've got uh, you know, we've got like fifty years between the three of us, and we're not Easily. that old. Minimum. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> and like, and so I can't turn that part of my brain off. Ever. And so, like, when I'm seeing her at the counter, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, she's just blowing this. Like, she's like, she's not looking up her section. Like, I don't even know. What yeah, right. She, I don't even I know what gives she does. Me anxiety. There's, th- there's three people doing one person, one person's job. Shit, talking I mean, to food. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like t- to the customers, right. and it's like, which is fine. Whatever. Who eats this, Dad? It tastes yeah. like nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good for you. It's gonna make you live longer. Yeah, the, guy, the guy's hacking a diesel at the counter uh, waiting for his smoking sprout sandwich. Yeah, smoking. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, um. so that that was hard to ignore <laughs> or to not see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh my god! So if we're gonna talk about like Nick Cage, his right. early, which would become routine kind of mannerisms. I, I think we brought this up. Beth brought it up in our last episode. But this is one where he starts to starts to swear. Um, oh, I had a lot. I counted yeah. eighteen fucks. Yeah, I I I, see, I lost count. You count? Fuck. I you lost count. count. Yeah, I had eighteen fucks, and a lot of them are just like pointless. 
Some of them are hilarious. Except for when he goes. Like, this is fucking fucked. I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. You know what? When, I was when, like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was awesome. Exactly. That but was when, awesome. when, you know, she comes to talk to her girlfriends and she's having this, like, you know, hard thing in life where she can't figure out whether or not she should choose the life that she has or the love that she really has with Nick Cage that is obviously clear that they portray on scene because they're so madly in love and I think it's adorable. But he's just like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you and the horse you ran, like rode up on. He does, yeah. You're a piece of Did shit. I'm, well, no, no be, like more or less, I'm... No. I'm paraphrasing, uh, but like you know, she's he's just like fuck you and the horse you rode up on. Then he does fuck, and then what does he do? He does go, on, <laughs> he does go into a huge bender. He does go on a bit of a bender and fuck I, his ex girlfriend who's also actually, a babe. What was the best part is when they're making out in the shitter, <laughs> and the, oh, yeah, <laughs> the two yeah. girls come in to light a smoke. And then he's talking to her, and she's like, "What do you want?" And he's like, and he rolls out the early eighties. He's like, "My place or yours." And then they both just go to the bathroom stall, which I thought was funny. Yeah, and like, do they I, fuck? I wonder. No, uh, I don't think they do. I think he gets tossed out, and then he starts yelling at the Mexican gangster, and then his buddy comes saves him. And then his friend uh, Carlin, and Carlin, says, and is says Carlin that guy. Will, he's like, that guy will kill you. And he's like, and I, that's the first Nick Cage of doing the back oh. and forth. I don't know where I am. He does it in Mandy a lot, where he, he goes back and forth, God, and he's like, "Guys, I don't know I'm where not I looking am. forward to watching that movie. I, I hope do that we drugs. do it. I, we have to do it together, though. If we're Mandy, yes, and this we're, is going to be in like four years or maybe ten, whenever we finish this fucking podcast. I don't know. I'm, I'm in love with this right now. Yeah. <laughs> this could be this could <laughs> be we March could do this in a year. Yeah, just like a uh, quick sidebar. Uh, I did watch the movie Mandy, and I had uh, four grams of Golden Teacher mushrooms in the living room of my place in Oak Bay. And while I was watching Mandy, which is, for any of you who haven't seen it, is basically a live-action version of Heavy Metal Magazine. Oh. It's unreal. <laughs> I was loving it, and I was watching it with my friend Ryder, and he taps me on the shoulder, and he goes, hit me, and he's like, hey, look out your window. <laughs> and we look out the window, and the apartment across the street was on fire. No. So we're watching this movie, not. and I was tripping. Like real life on fire? Real life on fire. Bottom, Only bottom on thing, Haltain. they put it out. They put it out, and I was like, what happened? And he's like, we should finish the movie. So that's my experience with Mandy. It's a great film. It's amazing. Anyway, back to Valley Girl. Another thing I wanted to touch base on Valley Girl. Guys, I don't know if any of you are a Sex and the City fan. No, never no, seen okay. it. Never seen it? Well, guess what? Not for it, not against it. This is the high school rendition to a T. The four girls are sex in the city i'm not kidding every single character is on par you have your miranda yeah. you have your jessica well, whatever her name is parker um you horse def- face lady right horse face lady uh you have your charlotte and then you have your i can't who's the hot canadian one uh, that was in mannequin and then you have the one james spader and then you have the woman that ran for uh new york senate is that miranda Sh- cynthia new nixon C- who is miranda no, Cynthia Nixon. Cynthia Nixon is um, Miranda. Miranda. Yeah, no, 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 no. The blonde, the blonde one, the blonde. She's one. the best. Kim Cattrall. Kim, Kim Cattrall. Cattrall. Yeah, it was in the movie Mannequin she, with she, James. Spader. And she's like the little one who has sex with Tommy in the show. She's from, she's from Vancouver. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is legit. The I think this is where Sex in the City maybe got their original idea for the four women. 
Because it to a T, that's the, what they are. This but. movie is exactly like the other two movies that we just already watched. Like the character archetypes are just like cast in stone. They're just oh, like they're extreme. Not like this. They're they're, they're polar character archetypes. I, 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 I would have to agree with Beth. Yeah. Just to the point is that this did do a lot for those female, like you said, those female archetypes in the 80s. There wasn't ones really before this, and they all copied this one. Out. I would like to talk to the creator of Sex and the City because I do want to know where they got. I, their I ideas. think it's an amalgamation of a bunch of a bunch of. Well, things. I want to talk to all of them, Devin. Okay. Because I need all answers. Right. All right. But okay. uh, not to sound too aggressive or angry about it, but I am very curious because it was too on point. I well, think. That's, that's what I was saying. I think they had a very real, like, they had, like, a, all these, like, there was two of them. One or two of them are from the Valley completely. The other ones are from California. It was, they all it was their East Coast, clothes. East like, West was, Coast in the Valley. It was a real thing, so. I don't know. So, the, so as it goes on, and, and Randy, we decide, we start to see Nick. He does his, starts to do a couple of his freakouts. My he also favorite has a leather jacket. In, is when he is in the convertible and just starts, yeah, it's clearly off screen. Like, he's not yelling at it, but he just starts yelling. He's like, hey. Tommy, how you doing? No, I don't think so, buddy. And starts kind of wheeling like that. This movie also has brutal ADR again. Yeah. Which is like mm-hmm. a all like movies post, did from like back post, then. It was like awful. Post audio. It is unreal. It again, it's like a kung fu movie. And so like you can see these guys and like they are not even close to enunciating or even trying mm-hmm. to replicate the phonemes that they're Attempting to, they had, they had no but money. we all did yeah. talk about <laughs> like, how the soundtrack God, be fine. to this movie. Oh, dude! Oh. It it just all of us were tickled, pink and possibly all the other colors. There you go. I would argue that the soundtrack helped propel this movie into making as much money as it did. Um, th- uh, this soundtrack did actually make money. Like this got released on like I think it was Columbia Records. David Geffen. Do you think that's part was, of the seventeen million dollars that came from it? Because this. Oh, no, that's a separate. That's I, a separate revenue stream. I, I'm pretty sure. It was and, a, and in, in yeah, your they, words, they don't count this, it the same way. You're right. Yeah. This soundtrack slaps. <laughs> <laughs> it does. We did say that in the group chat. It really, it really does, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it really does. The whole there thing. There was a, what was the song? Johnny, are you queer? Oh, Johnny. Uh, yes. Which you couldn't release now. But that a was million actually, miles hey, away. Let's go Canada. Johnny Queer <laughs> topped out on number two of the rock is that billboard a ca- charts. Is that a Canadian Canada? song? No, it's not. Oh, thank we God. We're really into it, I guess. Trooper or Loverboy do it. <laughs> but we also had, uh, my favorite is, uh, we all love Bob Rock. Paola's Eyes of a Stranger. Oh, Ooh, yeah. That was, in, uh, that was in the movie. I do like that they play the good songs in the movie two times each. At least. Two different scenes, you yeah, know, which yeah. is kind of funny. Yeah, and you know, there it is. Not bad, actually. Like, like when you look at this, like actually, like probably, like, uh, we should probably should have started with this. Like, my one of the biggest impressions that this movie leaves is the soundtrack. The and opening it's like, scene, it's fucking banging, dude. Yeah. Like you're just like, ah, oh, it's fucking this song. Okay, so the opening well, the scene, scene to it, like I was. I was like jogging along on my fucking sofa, loving the whole thing. This there is this is this is in it. Is it? Is this it? Is, 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 is it weird? Oh no 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 sorry, sorry. No, no 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 this, this is wrong. because um yeah no, sorry this is the uh, sorry I keyed up the wrong one. It's the new one actually. Let's cut that. Let's cut uh, that. Sorry guys, I've created a serious grave error. And that's uh, that's know. Cindy Lauper who does the original. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we talked we've touched on this briefly briefly once or twice, but like when you're younger, 
there's something about this was like I don't know if we were beholden to it in a way where we just loved it. We were oh, just like the I... music, the the rebellion. You know what I mean? When you were young, because they did touch on some things. I don't know. Like you could speak like as a dude, like when it's like, hey, it was always about like trying to just like go outside your comfort zone and reach out, and maybe that chick would like you. Maybe those people, you know, you're just trying to do. Something you didn't think that you could do. All I ever you know, wanted. I don't know. I love it. I love this entire thing. I think, I don't know if yeah. it's been better. All be I ever wanted was a Randy to come to my high school dance and throw a food fight and and take and me away with throw him. Throw you into a limo and you throw out your bracelet. But also I would have broken up. Yeah, I would have broken up with him like Kay. the next day because that's like fucking weird. Later, but maybe. like not also, even next he, day. <laughs> his other guy pays for that limo and he steals the limo. Which that is was like, <laughs> honestly a gangster move. It's a hard move. Like, yeah. uh, one of the notes that I had on just my general notes uh, is the driving scene <laughs> uh, when she's with the driving instructor. <laughs> and like, that was and weird. Like, and like, they're doing like a hard left donut. And he just bucks out of it. And like, and the guy's just like, all right, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. <laughs> he just rolls. talks and rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's like, like the driving test is like, they go as fast as they can in a circle with like the wheel just fucking cranked. And just like, ah, it's like, it's like oh, this didn't turn out like I, I thought know. it was gonna, is gonna it, get out of Honestly, here. though, is it a good 80s teen movie if there isn't a student driving scene in it? <laughs> like, let's be real. Because even at the end, oh. and, he's, and, he's, and he's shaking his finger and he's like, you've, that's a fail. <laughs> it's like, that's a fail. And they don't even give a fuck. Yeah. Or how about this is when the, she's about to get a ride to school with her, with her friend and her friend's mom. And Randy just pops into the back seat and he's just like, yeah, I love you. Yeah. What was that? And Sorry. she's just all like, okay. and, and the mom and the mom's just all like, who's this kid? Okay. So, oh, this is fine. So now that I'm talking this, this out, this is definitely making fun of the massive liberalism. In the San Fernando Valley in the early <laughs> okay, so it 100% is. This yeah. isn't an accident. Yeah. And it's hilarious. So she breaks up with him. it up, up a half a point for me. She breaks up with him. Let's talk about and, the relationship. You're right. Right. Like, she, she breaks up with him, and then he's showing up everywhere she goes. So is this, like, because she's imagining, <laughs> or is he actually fucking showing up? Is he, because uh, he was, like, uh, you know, we're supposed to oh, know, like, point, what, what is he doing? It's like, what, what is this? You think that his... it's not based in reality? I have no idea. It's based it's in reality. Okay, it's 100% so, based in reality. so he shows up as uh, the, um, the ticket teller that at the movie theater, and hilarious. then all of a sudden he's delivering their food to the car. And she's when, with Tommy. Like, is is she just imagining because she just misses no, him so he's, much? Are you saying that when she was doing her driving instructor test, that she suffered a traumatic brain injury and she is now imagining yeah, Nicholas Cage? No. Absolutely, so the, 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 the what no. I'm saying. So the, the whole this back, back right the whole now. back end of this movie is like she's like hallucinating Nicholas Cage. Yeah, but they just forgot to leave out the brain injury. They just forgot. I want it. You know what, Frank? Here's to you because that was brilliant. That you just came out of that right off. You know what? We're all about brain injuries in the last couple of podcasts, meaning our first and only two probably after this. Uh, But uh, yeah, I don't know about you. Yeah, right. But she keeps showing up everywhere. Like, how did he get that many jobs in like what? Like a matter of a week? I think he used his network. He used his network. He knew everybody. Who does he know? He's like, dude, none of those rich dudes. Randy knows everybody. None of those rich dudes worked in fast food. It was all Randy and his buddies from Hollywood did it. Like you just see him driving down the road and he's like, hey, what's up? When they go into the theater and Tommy's all like, hey, I didn't know this movie's in 3D. And he's all like, your face is 3D. (laughs) Burn. (laughs) I was I think I wrote that down. It was so good. Uh, you know, it's, oh it's even they get the thing, and he's like, he's like, hey, there's like, so he's like, hey, you drop some pickle, and he like gets it off his shirt, and, hits Randy, and then and Tommy with it. Oh my god! And Brilliant. then he wakes up 
on her fucking lawn. Right. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, dad, yeah. the dad's chain smoking. He's like, this fucking kid doesn't give up. <laughs> it's like, is that what he used to be like? Or like the dad's like, I get it. I used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, it makes sense. Did this just stop? Yeah. That's what dudes did. Yeah, when you're 17, you want to bomb my daughter. I totally get it. You yeah. sleep on my lawn. She's yeah. her own person, man. <laughs> exactly. Well, nothing I can do. Yeah. <laughs> should we bring him out another, another yeah. pillow? Yeah. Hey, you should leave. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Guys, it's getting a little dry out here. Uh, we're in a. We're in, Craig, can you can you hear that? Oh shit! I don't know. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, sorry. I'll take that one. I just gotta clear my throat here. I just gotta. <coughs> little, little <coughs> <laughs> you guys act like. Thought <laughs> <laughs> you're too good for that. Yeah. No one's gonna. Oh. Fuck you're too good for this. I just drank a fucking pickle beer. Yeah. I'm too good for a watermelon neutral, which you I don't even like fermented food. Yeah. Ago. You know what? I just met How Devin. Is, a watermelon isn't fermented. I just met Devin, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know a lot about him, but I know that he lives extremely close to me here in Victoria City yeah. proper. And uh, he also doesn't like a lot of fermented foods unless they're literal pickles. But even then, the pickle IPA, you know what? Yeah. He it's was bitching and moaning about it the it whole didn't time. It taste like pickles. It tasted like salt. Okay, yeah, but salt fine. is fucking that's delicious. Like, and you see, fine. Craig and I were like, "What fine. do you do in your free time?" We're like, "Oh, we make sauerkraut and like, you know, Did all I that just fun fucking stuff." Fucking get shamed. <laughs> yeah, we're shaming you. We're straight up shaming you. What? We're not fermenting enough shit. Okay. You know what, Nick Cage? I know you shame him too because you love fermented foods. I, I hope. I don't know what Nick Cage is. Yeah. Please call us. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll put on like a hashtag kimchi on like the Twitter feed, and like that's how we get them. <laughs> oh. We'll I fed him. my pet penguin kimchi. That's how you get uh, it. You yeah, a yeah. pet penguin? Yo, we're going to get you, dude. We're going to get you. We're going to get one. Oh. Get I could dress oh, my wait, dog anyway. up as a penguin. So I'm looking, at my, I'm looking at my notes here, like, before we start to try to, like, <laughs> get towards the end of this thing. Um, and oh, I wrote God. some notes here, and, and, of course, they don't make sense. And maybe, Devin, you can help me out here. 100%. Um, I wrote here in all caps, nut kick. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> He nut kicked somebody. He's right? the underdog, and Tommy. It's in the fight, right? True to he early, somebody? Truly, true to early eighties <laughs> yeah. form when he decides because he's he doesn't lack bravery. It's he's it's Nick Cage that nut kicks somebody. I can't 100%, remember. This. But then Tommy starts doing karate <laughs> yes. moves, yeah. like like right, uh, and then, right. But no yeah. one can. And then hear Nick them. Cage hits him in the nuts and goes ooh, and then grabs <laughs> his chair <laughs> and takes yeah. off down. And yeah. that's that's oh. when they start the food fight. I really did forget about that. That was an amazing part of yeah. the movie because he was doing some serious kung fu. But the thing is, this Very woman, much. this the woman was giving. At the, at the, you know, announcing the prom king and queen, and she's giving this kind of like a little bit of a sad, sad story. Very sad. Where she's like, I wish you could be me. It could never be me. And that was interesting. They kind of snuck that in there. And so like, that was very real. They're making all this noise stage fucking right, and no one can hear them. The best is the punk rock band who is looking over at them, and they're right. so punk rock, they don't care. Or they're they like, do like we... a, They have a look on their face, and they're like, ugh. And then they just start finish, playing. Yeah, they're like, finish fighting so we can fucking rock out. Cue the ultimate fucking food fight. There was popcorn What everywhere. were they throwing? It was a lot of green stuff. I thought Pop. it was, it was a, like jello. Like, what? Remember when they used to like put shit in jello? I thought that was just cake. It was like with the green icing. Stuff and then, uh, was it cake? I, I think it know. was cake. I thought it was like a jello. Because that chick yeah. that Carlin or whatever liked his best friend, I'm pretty sure his name was Carlin. Um, 
She was the one. She was the only one that was actually from the Valley. She was her own clothes, and she's had a huge career since then. And she was the Charlotte of the group. She was. She was the Charlotte. She was the one I thought was the hottest as well. Yeah, Charlotte's pretty hot. Charlotte was hot. She's consistent. She's, I thought. You know, high moral compass, but she's kind of a see you next Tuesday. You know what? (laughs) That's attractive. Is it? I think. You know what I mean? That's why. That's Good why her. Know. That's Good why Nick Cage. Know. That's why Randy's buddy was into it. He's just like this. This woman treats me like shit, and I can't get enough of it. Yeah, because like Randy's. What what's Randy's buddy's name again? I can't uh, remember. Do you need a number to a psychologist? Because I have a couple. No, no, you don't. No, <laughs> I gotta figure it out. Um, Randy's buddy. Yeah, Randy's buddy. You know what? Okay, I also so my my last thoughts on this is like Randy gets Steve? a bad deal. Like, Julie should not get away with that kind of thing. I understand, like, Julie is, like, hypothetically the protagonist in the situation. Uh, Randy gets a bad deal. Randy is the hero in the situation. Randy is, hypothetically, the... Yeah. He is... He's the yeah. hero in this situation. Um, Julie gives him... like And, like, Julie goes, like, from night to day or from black to white real quick. Oh, God. On that, uh, Hot, on that, cold, on that, on that Tommy baby. situation. It's not good. Hot and it's, cold. It's hard to sympathize with her. Yeah. It's not great. So, classic. They run away. Girl. They get into the limo. Yeah. They run away, and this is I, I'm gonna pu- put this by you guys because I no. don't know, but I have noticed a couple uh, themes in the movie that kind of reflect another film. So they get in the movie. They get in the back of the limo, and they're laughing. And she takes a bracelet off, throws it. Yeah. What are you guys laughing at? We're burping. We're trying to burp so, off mic. So <laughs> she throws the bracelets out and they look yeah. at each other and they kind of, they smile and kiss and then they go quickly to like a, oh, like, I don't know if I should have done this and then back to a smile face. And the movie ends, Modern English, Melt With You. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize until I finished it the second time, and I think I brought this up with you earlier, is this movie in a way kind of parallels The Graduate huge because that's the exact same ending scene of the graduate when they run away and get on a on a bus and also for whatever reason in this movie some high school dude's trying to fuck his girlfriend's mom well inside of the movie is the right. graduate it is it is the like graduate, american pie right it's like i, I it, don't it, it, it's, it's not almost, it's almost like an homage it's, to the, it's like a direct homage to the graduate right it's, so i'm not crazy that's a thing that oh no 100% i had that in my notes it's like that is like you that did? Is, that yeah. is i cuz i noticed it too direct. and i was like I didn't really notice it until the end, until I saw the ending scene, because that was the the one that stuck stuck with me with the graduate, and I was like, "That's a hundred percent what that's from," and and then um, I look back on it and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "I still I can't make he- you know heads or tails of it, but it was still pretty cool." <laughs> that seemed like a puke a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was clearing my throat. Okay. Also, I've never seen the graduate, Devin. So. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what, I thought that was interesting because I mean, when when was a graduate? Sixty six, sixty seven, nineteen sixty four. Okay, I definitely haven't so seen it. You look back on that; that it's would be a, a huge, a Dustin huge Hoffman, film. Dustin Hoffman, well, Dustin Hoffman was like twenty, right? Like, yeah. He was like, yeah. And so essentially, like um, this movie had like cultural cachet at the time yeah. when it came out. Um, it was like uh, the. I love the watermelon. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I just thought that was a beer, not a watermelon seltzer. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you yeah. know what? No. Not that bad. No, just wasn't, bad. I just not wasn't bad. used no. to it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. Um, <laughs> Fuck the graduate. Yeah. Um, let's wrap this up. 
Well, let's fucking wrap this Are up, guys. Are we doing okay. our Rotten Tomatoes? Um, guys, guys, check your notes. Check your notes. Anybody got anything to say? Um, there's a nut kick. Oh. Oh, oh. There's a lot of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is so much gum. So much gum. I can't handle there's, the gum. That was a thing. Cultural. Cultural. Oh, that's also how I felt about... <laughs> There's so much, so much fucking gum. That's also how I felt about Rumblefish. Oh, um, also, I couldn't handle the mouth noises. This I, is the wrong podcast for that. But <laughs> I did bring up one more thing that I did have in my notes that I thought was yeah. hilarious. Is this was clearly the glory days of brown paper bagging Mickey's of booze. <gasps> oh, I have that. No, I have that. I have that Every in my notes. Every single person had it. It was unreal, yeah. and we need to bring it back. It's literally yeah. my it first. It's literally my first note. Yeah. Drinking from a paper bag at a house party looks That's cool. It. I think yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. 100%. I looked, I was like, why did we stop this? I, I know, like, but at a house party, particularly, like, I. Well, I, and the mom's giving like, out cans I've of done Coke it in and stuff, Times and they're just Square. all like, woo. Yeah, <laughs> like, like here I, I have paper bagged at the best and worst oh, times of my yeah. life. Never at a house party. Also, I'm going yeah. to do it. I did want to, I did want to um, throw it again, too, that the um, main character, her friend, the one who gets in the bedroom with Tommy. Yes. Yeah. She has made millions of dollars voicing a cartoon character yes. for years. Do you want to guess who it is? Oh, my God. Is it Lisa Simpson? No, but it's two characters from Rugrats. No yeah. way. Good for yeah. you. Dude, that's deep. Proud that's of you. A good one, You're cute that's and know. amazing. That's and That was a good one. That was a good one. I couldn't believe it. I was like, no way, but that's how like, they all start young. If yeah. you ever want to call in. Also, you never touched on the underwear party. Like. That's yeah. a huge thing when they have the underwear party. What and the? she oh, starts it's to, in my thing. It's in my first She note. starts to realize and starts putting weird punk rock makeup on her face right. yeah. while they're talking about Randy, yeah. which I thought was kind of cool. Um, a couple of notes at the end. I've got some nonsense to over yeah, here. No, no, no. Get it out. Does Nick Cage get laid in this movie? Yes. No. Later I don't think on. he does. I said I think no. He, maybe at the end, I think he does. It, there's two makeouts. There's two heavy makeouts, yeah. but there's no like uh, like fade to black. She fade also to like uh, in the in the the hot and heavy. Yeah, the, the she also room. alludes to a couple times where she's just like she's like sex. She's like that comes way later. Yeah, yeah. So she does allude like, to that, but I have thought like this kind of thing. Where I thought maybe later that night, but I do. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I do want to get back to my notes on that scene. It said non. My notes say non Randy scene. Let's talk about the girls dancing around in their underwear. Zero point to that scene, but they did have a good spread of snacks. <laughs> it was seeing the, the OG Ruffles bag yeah. that they were well, using. To, to add to that, um, I do have a note in here, and I don't even know what it means anymore because I've forgotten already. Uh, it just says, what was a lime guacamole pie? I don't know, I don't but, know but, but I would try amazing. it. I would, I would say it would be close yeah. to I, I a, um, a key, key lime pie. Okay. Would be my guess. Okay. Well, but um, maybe not. Maybe, I, I, maybe it's a valley version of a key lime pie. I don't know. Try it. I don't know what my note means. And I did. I, and <laughs> my note said. His I don't know. I just I just wrote it down. It was like lime guacamole pie. I was like that yeah, doesn't make yeah. sense. All right. Yeah. His first appearance, toweling off to die. That's what I had. Ah! My he was ripped. He, well, how tall is? Do we know how tall? And Nick his big. I would say he's like yeah. I'm yeah. a sucker for big hands, and the way that like he just <laughs> I am, and the way that he just like held her and his big hands like covered her and whole body. Like, I was mitts. like, she was also yes. very tiny. Too. Every. It's like Tarantino with feet. It's just big hand shots right in front of the camera. I love big, I love big hands. True. I love big hands, but do you know what I don't like is small hands that are not proportionate to the body, and that's meant for no, a whole other episode. That's probably not on this podcast. Are weak. So, no. 
Small hands mean you can go pick shit. No, it's it's. <laughs> you pick are not a hunter or a gatherer, my no. friend. Uh, no, that's you it. You are a fucking. That's it. Clown. Your hands are so small, you can yeah. go pick shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, all those big handed guys will take yeah. care of business. Business. Uh, okay, guys. Just for the official record, uh, he said "fuck" eighteen times on this uh, oh. movie. He he had two makeouts. He he was wearing a leather jacket and he smoked two and cigarettes. a leather vest. Leather vest. Ooh, okay. Uh-huh. Subcategory. And he smoked one cigarette. <laughs> he did. Yeah. All right. Good on you for for um, keeping track of that. Yeah. I was. All right, guys. Um, <laughs> guys, I think, I think it is now time for this. Oh. All right, guys. Uh, what do you think this movie rated? And also, um, I've got the I've got the drink this time. I'm gonna say another 83. That's an 83 percent. 83 that is Valley Girl. 83 percent on Rotten I, You know what? Brain. I wouldn't be sure. I think it is probably high. Um. Don't you dare say 83. I honestly, that's what I want to go with. Can't I don't know number. if we can't say the same. I'll say 84. Oh, that that's this, some, was a, this was a highly rated film. I that's believe. some true prices, right? Gamesmanship. Well, I didn't, I just, I believe I've I, honestly, my gut death was 83. It's so it fucking was, good. But it was, yeah. I know it was a if higher If you have not film. watched it, you um, must. I don't want to be a coward and say 82. <laughs> so I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I don't want to be a coward. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 75. Oh, Boo. there's no way. Um, if you, if no one has had a watermelon <laughs> neutral, this episode is brought to you by vodka soda and juice yeah. watermelon yeah. by you neutral. You haven't had a vodka soda until yeah. you've had one this flavored ep- with watermelon. Watermelon. This episode Get is brought this day from East Hastings. This episode is brought to you by the last thirty drinks that we just had. Yeah. Is he looking up Valley Girl? 30, All right. <laughs> thirty bad drinks. Yeah. Oh, come on, guys. Okay. It's got to be good. It has to be. It's 81. It's got to be I good. Bet. What are you I talking bet about? You it's 81. Going over. I bet you it's 81. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I don't know. I want to say This 81. is the words of it. This is I know the new one is 37% would be my guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> 30%, 30%, 30%, 30%. wrong. Have another watermelon <laughs> neutral. <laughs> Beth hits it right on the head. No. 83%. No right on the goddamn nut. Drunkle Duncan. Smooth. Uncle Duncan. Is this, this from say? Duncan? Smooth and rich natural flavors of sarsaparilla, <laughs> wintergreen, and licorice. Sarsaparilla. With a creamy vanilla finish. Vanilla creamy, smooth. <laughs> I love it. I wish yeah, I had one of this. This is delicious. <laughs> this is a delicious beverage. Oh, I Craig, would probably, that is dessert. Yeah, that bad. Is, it's not bad. That is, that is not a bad thing. I would be selling thing. these it's at like, Smith's and it's like, like it's dropping. It's like a treat. It's like a port. It's, like it's like a, no, you it's You should a just popsicle. have this. You should make a port list at Smith's <laughs> and just put this on it. That would be hilarious. A uh, delicious, uh, d- put it under like dessert, dessert yeah. beverages. Yeah. Can we shout out Bob Rock, who has produced everything, who is one of the members of the Payolas right now. Do you mean Bob Ross? Like, who no, your like little Rock, mistakes like, are birds like, now? Like, or? Yeah. <laughs> Rock and roll producer Bob Rocks yeah. the Payolas? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Bob Ross. Super producer, maybe? Sorry. I should have played this in the last one. Okay. Guys, all right. This is the end of episode number two. Um... 
This has been amazing. It's been wonderful. Guys, I don't know. It's been a great time. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. it's been really great. I can't uh, wait to do it again. Uh, right. If we, I'm invited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're in. Yeah. We're, 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 it won't be the same. What do you mean, you're in? You mean, you're in? <laughs> Yeah, we'll let the audience decide that. <laughs> like his his voice is like smooth jazz, so I mean, I would it pick 100% him. It 100 is. Yes. Um, guys, thank now you so much cream. for listening to the Uncaged podcast. Beth Cummings, Devin Bates, Craig, Craig Nix. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much. Um, the best.